Warriors have two. Bryant. To shot! That was awesome. That yeah, was the first time I've seen it, but that was the first time like I've like had the headphones in, really watched it like that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> legit, man. That, the the guys always give me a hard time because every time it cuts off, I'm sitting here bobbing my head still, like, oh yeah, this is legit. <laughs> yeah, that that made me want to lace them up. That, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was awesome. But um, yeah, I, I'm here today, Parker Fields. Uh, I usually cover the games for them and everything, but uh, I'm a new face on here. With oh yeah, Ben man. Brown today. Yeah, absolutely. Myself and Parker uh, holding down the Forty Eight Minutes Network uh, this Monday. Uh, we got guys all over the place, uh, so we're just we're just knocking out some NBA podcasting today. So uh, excited, excited to talk a little bit of uh, NBA basketball and and uh, what better way to start than with my guy Zion Williamson. <laughs> dude he's been incredible uh he's been awesome recently and they've been awesome as a team recently and i mean if you would have told me now I, know, I remember the hype at the beginning of the year like people thought the pelicans could be a top three or four seed in the west i wasn't buying it that much i'm not gonna lie i thought they'd be solid but i was thinking they'd be in that five six range seed and they they've proved me wrong they've been amazing so far this season yeah, yeah. um you know Part of, I mean, of course, a lot of their a lot of their success is is based on Zion. So just to go over Zion's, um, I think it's his last six games. So he's 33, 10, and five assists, 80 percent from the field, 30, 15, and eight, 64 percent from the field, a measly 25, six, and four, 53 percent from the field, <laughs> uh, 29, 10, and five, 68 percent from the field. 35, 7, and 4, 76 percent from the field, 35, 8, and 3, 66 percent from the field. Um, you're gonna win a lot of basketball games. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. with a guy that's playing like that. But, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and, and on top of that, too, I mean, they are they're actually leading the West. They have back to back wins over Phoenix, which I know we're gonna touch on Phoenix a little bit later. They're not actually nine and one in their last ten and one, seven in a row. But the best part about them is that the fact that they are second in in uh, offensive points per game at one ten point six, and their differential is number one in the West at plus seven. So not only are they they scoring the basketball, they're also getting stops, um, which is which is um, you know huge. Of course, is being able to to put up points and being able to score. But the biggest thing in the NBA is finding a team that wants to play defense. So that that's been that's been cool to see uh, them get it done on the defensive end as well. Yeah, and you take a look at their stats. You got pretty much seven guys averaging double fi- or eight guys averaging double figures on that team. That's insane. <laughs> they got yeah. six averaging ten plus, and then two guys averaging nine point five or better. So they got eight double digit scores on that team. That's yeah. impressive. I don't think I've seen that in a team in a long time. 
No, it's it's cool, you know what I mean, because we always talk about how stars have to be stars. Um, And Zion, of course, has been doing his thing, no doubt about it. Uh, But the other guys on on that team have have been playing remarkably well. I mean, it's it's amazing when you put some guys together, like a Brandon Ingram, um, a McCollum, a Valanciunas, all those guys have been playing their part and playing their roles. Uh, with Zion averaging 25, Ingram averaging almost 21, McCollum almost averaging 18, and Valanciunas averaging uh, 13. I mean, all those guys are playing their part. Um, and Zion is just kind of taking the lead. We Last year, Brandon Ingram made so many big strides from from his Laker days to when it was last year that we weren't sure how that dynamic was going to work between Zion and, and uh, Ingram because they both are, are kind of lead scorers. They're both kind of the guys, but it's worked out really well for them. And you had a guy like C.J. McCollum who actually, you know, played the number two to Damian Lillard for a lot of years in Portland. So then you add that to the mix, and those guys have figured it out. Uh, you have to give their coaching staff a lot of credit uh, being able to uh, run an offense and do things – through different players and have that kind of success. I mean, right now they're 18 and eight sitting atop of the West. Um, and like I said, they've just beating, they've just beat the the team that everybody thought was going to be the team in Phoenix, which I said, I personally was like, I don't believe in Phoenix anymore. But I don't believe them in the, believe in them in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I believe in them in the regular season, but <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah. So, to, to have them come out and not beat them once but twice. And on top of that, the second game you think would be a revenge game for them, for the Suns, because of what Zion did at the end of that first game with his 360 windmill dunk. And yeah. they got upset about it, and they were, all, they were all in their feelings about it. So now you play a back-to-back, and you still lose in overtime. So, um, you know, big ups to the Pelicans. They were able to to do what they say they were going to do, and, and they also were able to win both of those games against a team that everybody thinks is supposed to win the West. Yeah, 100% with you there. And, like, take a look at even their minutes. They have only three players on the entire roster playing 30-plus minutes a game. Like, they're, they're really balanced. I mean, Devontae Graham, hell, he's been a – 18 point per game score in this league. He's playing 15 minutes a night, averaging five points. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. that's how deep they are. Yeah. Like guys like that. I mean, they've revived Larry Nance Jr. I thought Larry Nance Jr. was not good whatsoever. Clearly, I was wrong. On the Pelicans, he's a great role player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of guys that are really just helping that team. I mean, Trey Murphy, uh, Trey Murphy Jr., like dude doesn't miss. <laughs> he's does not miss. I, yeah. I want to pull up his stats real quick because I don't know the number, obviously, off the top of my head, but three-point percentage, he's shooting 40% from three. I mean, that's just such an elite player to combine that with uh, Herb Jones Jr. or Herb Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just such a dynamic uh, lineup they can throw out there when you got those two long athletic wings who shoot the ball so well and defend at such a high level. I mean, especially Herb Jones, that dude's one of the best uh, wing defenders in the whole NBA. He's only going to yeah. keep getting better and better, and same with Trey Murphy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, it's – it's crazy because I feel like they've they've taken these guys that that like you said like a Graham, a guy that was averaging 18 points is now is just a role player and yeah. a bench guy averaging five points a game. So I mean, 
they've taken these guys that are, are have been um, uh, key components to big team. Like Larry Nance Jr. was a big part of what Cleveland was doing there for a little bit, and now he's down in in, uh, in New Orleans and he is a role player. But he's fit that role. He's done exactly what he's needed to do. He comes in, he plays 25 minutes a game, he scores eight to ten points a game, gets rebounds, and does what he's supposed to do. Um, you have a guy like uh, uh, Alvarado, the guard. That guy is a is a grand theft plug. Alvarado. He, yeah, <laughs> he he is unbelievable coming in off off the bench and giving them a spark. So they've got guys in spots. Um, they got guys in spots that do their job and do their roles well. And on top of that, they've got three stars who can put the ball in the basket and can get points as well, uh, uh, um, at will. And and you got to save Zion's an MVP candidate, right? Like you have an top, MVP. Top three, yeah. top four now. I yeah. mean, seriously, if they're the one yeah. seed, yeah. Yeah, got to be. So. You know, you, you take a guy like that who's an MVP candidate, you put him around two guys that can score the basketball, and you got a whole bunch of good bench guys. Uh, and you have a center in Valanciunas that, that does his role and can score and do do the things he does. I mean, I, I you know, the Pelicans are sitting at 18-8, and eight, and I, I don't see them falling off. I just think that that team is too deep and too good. Neither do I. Do I sorry. They are one of those teams, I will say, that gives me – 2015 Hawks vibes, teams like that, where mm-hmm. when it gets in the playoffs, they don't have a top five player in the league. Uh, I yeah. don't know how they would match up against some of those teams in the playoffs out West, especially like the Warriors, a team like that. I will say in the regular season, they're going to be a hell of a team, and they might overcome in the playoffs as well. Don't get me wrong. I just want to see where they are towards the end of the season as well because we've seen in the past those dominant regular season teams that don't have that mm-hmm. one just pure superstar fall off towards the end and get bounced earlier than expected that does happen yep. from time to time oh yeah absolutely um i yeah i think that that's that's going to be the the key is how they yeah. come out after the all-star break is that what exactly you, really, you know what i mean once they once they come out of the all-star break and you can see how they're gonna how they play in this back half you know it's still it's still zion you know this is he just played his 100th game like two weeks ago yeah ever in the nba so He's still only 22 this, yeah, so this guy's still this guy's still learning how to play. He's still, you know, he still hasn't played a, you know, what you would call a full season in a playoff. So I mean, yeah. How's his body going to react playing all these games um, you know, and leading into the playoff time and playing these long stretches. So that'll be definitely be interesting to see how how he holds in. I think the other guys will be well, Zion will be the key though. Yeah, um we can get into some other teams too, but I just want to cover real quick before we leave the Pelicans. I mean, Jackson Hayes, a former top 10 pick, isn't getting any minutes whatsoever. Of course, he's from where we live in the Northern oh, yeah. Kentucky, uh, Cincinnati area. And Jackson Hayes, he hasn't gotten any minutes this year. He's averaging just seven minutes a game and nine games, one point per game. So he's only played garbage time pretty much. That's about yeah. it. And like, which, which is crazy because he – he could be he useful on other teams. Yeah, he could the be Lakers useful would on take other him. Teams. Oh, you ain't lying. <laughs> Lakers lying. send a Lakers second round pick for Jackson Hayes. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, I mean that would be a steal for them. I mean to get yeah. back, get him there. But a lot of teams yeah, would like him. It's oh, absolutely. I, I I think that that's a like you said, it's another another thing where you can see how deep they are cuz Jackson Hayes played a a big part of who they were last year. He was a starter last year, yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy yeah. to see him now sitting on the end of the bench. 
their depth is something that I don't think anybody else can match with uh, in the NBA right now in terms of depth. Right. I mean, <laughs> if you put yeah. uh, if you got rid of Zion and, In- and Ingram and you put LeBron and AD on that Pelicans roster, <laughs> like Ooh. that team, like you gave them that depth because you got LeBron yeah. and AD out played there out there playing yeah. with Schroeder as their third <laughs> scorer in the starting lineup. And Lo- I mean, Lonnie Walker's been really good. Don't get me wrong. Lonnie he Walker has, has been good. He he has Lonnie been good, Walker's and the Lakers aren't going to be able to afford him after this season. But <laughs> no, he's he'll be gone. Yeah, yeah um, he'll definitely be gone. Did you want to touch on the Grizz next then? Yeah, yeah. So looking at the Grizzlies, I mean, they're sitting in, the, in second in the West. I mean, it, that it was kind of like a changing of the guard thing. You know what I mean? I know the season's only a quarter of the way through, but to see the Pelicans and the Grizzlies sitting on the top of the West. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you got Zion and you got Ja, you two guys, the most touted guys coming out of that draft. And they have their team sitting on top of the West. It, it's kind of crazy to see, um, to see that. Um, and you look at you look at Memphis. Now their point differential is is a plus three. They've won their last five, and they're seven and three in their last ten. Um, I mean, you look at this Memphis squad, of course, led by Ja Morant, who's who is just incredible. I mean, he's the one of the best best scores in the league. Um, and he's he's doing his thing, but he also has help. Des, Desmond Bain has been incredible. He's been absolutely incredible, averaging twenty four points, almost twenty five points a game. That's a linebacker um, playing shooting guard. Yes, it is. He's just, <laughs> it's like a ball of muscle. He reminds I, me. He reminds me of like early years Kyle Lowry, just a yeah. big muscle guy. Like get to his spots. You don't see shooters that are built like that ever. Because no. dude is a sharpshooter. That's his thing. He does so well, and he's he's built like a brick. He's a linebacker. He's he's yeah. way too big to be a shooter right? like, like normally. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, not look like a basketball yeah. player build wise, but it's it's crazy. Yeah, he's he's incredible, mm-hmm. and um, and then you have Brooks also who's been playing really well, and it, this is a team I'm surprised like. I'm kind of surprised they are where they are because they've had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like they they have they've came out and just played incredible basketball. Um, and it's kind of cool to see because you've got you've got the two young studs that are playing well, um, and and they're kind of taking over that West spot. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting to see that. It's 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 cool because you know, like we said, we both of us have. have had uh, some issues with Phoenix, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, both of us have had issues with Phoenix, um, you know, and you also have uh, teams like Denver who have been up there. Um, you have I don't like trust Golden Denver. State. Yeah, I don't trust Denver. Golden State is starting to climb back into it. Yeah, um, we talked about that last week. How uh, the Warriors—they're just now starting to find their stride. I. I- yeah, they they definitely are. The Warriors are. I just I don't know if I, I don't know if I trust them to stay healthy this whole this whole season uh, off of a championship and everything and stay healthy for a whole nother run. I don't know. Draymond yeah. looks old sometimes out there. <laughs> and, besides, and, and, besides Curry, obviously I trust Steph Curry, but Clay and yeah. Draymond are the. I don't know. Yeah, they're the two. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of hard to to gauge that. Yeah. Um, just just because like. They, they have I don't care as much about the regular season right now. Right, I don't right. Care. 
And, and, yeah, <laughs> that's part of it. And and I think at some point, Clay will start getting like those rest minutes. Um, he'll get those rest games. Um, Steph will get rest games. And I think those guys, as long as they, as long as they finish in the top eight, I really don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't think it matters to them where they are. As long yeah. as they're not in the play-in, I think they're good. Um, so it, it's it's one of those things where you're you're going to get glimpses of them, and you're like, man, that they've got that championship pedigree, and then you're going to get glimpses of them, like, man, they look really really old. And yeah, I, and I, yeah. And I have to, I've fallen for that. I have to admit, I've definitely fallen for that because uh, oh, yeah, it's like LeBron know, every year. <laughs> He'll right. go through a stretch where he looks awful, and you're like, "Oh, yes. he fell off," and then he drops forty. Like the next day, yep. you're like, oh, yeah, he's still and getting that's better. That's what Clay Thompson <laughs> did to me a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah. Man, "Clay's, Clay's falling off. He's this. He's that, and the other." And then he's, then he's like, "Oh, here you go. Here's a quick thirty-eight. I'm six of ten yeah. from three. And you're like, "Jesus, <laughs> peace. Like, what the heck? Like, what's going on?" But I, I do think that that Golden State is a team like that. Like, I think they're just they just want to get in. If once they get in, hmm. then they'll be okay. With so. Clay. My thing is, he just sometimes you could sometimes he almost seems like they're better off without him on the court because he just like ruins the flow of the offense, just chucking up a three like really. Or it's almost like he hears everybody saying like he's washed and stuff. He's trying so hard to prove people wrong that he's just pressing and shooting the ball too much and just forcing yeah. things. No, I, I, I can like definitely see that. I, yeah, I can definitely see that just because um, you're right. I think he hears the noise. I mean, I think it was a month or so ago, like he was talking about, you know, Charles Barkley and those guys saying that he's washed and that it hurt his feelings and like like yeah like you know give me a chance and like I, I I'm coming off of two major surgeries and injuries. Like give me a chance to get back into the flow. So I, I definitely think he hears that. Um and I think that definitely plays a part of the psyche of how he plays. Um and and not only how he plays but but the stretches of play he has where Sometimes he's incredible. Sometimes <laughs> you just don't know why he's on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, like he it, has that's how I feel that. about him right now. And yeah, I've been really disappointed in Jordan, Jordan Poole as well. Uh, yeah. I was expecting him to take a big leap this year, and he's taken a step back from where he was last season. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you just take a look at his numbers, he's 17.8 a game this year. Um, he's shooting 32% from three, 43% from the field. Not very efficient. Um I think the Warriors were expecting a step up to like, okay, this dude needs to start and be an all. He should be an all star, not coming off the bench anymore. And right now, it's like he's a an efficient six man right now. A Jordan Clarkson. That's like how he's playing right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's crazy, man. I think that I think sometimes success can be good, but I think success can be bad sometimes too. Yeah. Um, and nobody, I don't think anybody will say this. And I know maybe some maybe people have said it, but I think I think him and Draymond when they had that confrontation, I think that was part of the issue. For sure, I think that was a lot of part of the issue. I think that Jordan Poole was feeling his own success, mm-hmm. and I think Draymond was kind of tired of it. So put the paws on him and punch his lights out. Yeah, but but I'll I never say that, that though. <laughs> no, no, they'll never, they'll never say that. They'll never admit to it. But I definitely think that that was part of it. Um, and I think that Pool is is playing that part. I think he's not playing to his potential, um, and he's not playing to where they thought he would be. But I think part of that is because of the success he had. 
uh, and the money they paid him. Sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. So, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, take a look at Wiggins. He's been a just star again for them once again this year. Mm-hmm. He needs more touches, and some other people need to get a few less touches. Yeah. in my opinion, on the no, Warriors. I, agree with that. I was always high on Andrew Wiggins. Like when he was in Minnesota, scoring 24 a game and just inefficiently scoring that. I always in the back of my mind was like, if you put this dude on a good team and a good culture and let him be your number two, number three option, he'd, he'd be an all-star. And like you, you see right. what he does on a good team. I mean, he p- plays defense at one of the highest levels in the league. He's shooting 45% from three this year, 51% from the field. Why is this guy not shooting the ball more is my question. Yeah. Well, I, I think part of that too is that, like you said, I, I think that, that it's the, Clay Thompson effect, right? Like, yeah. Like I think Clay is on the floor. He's now. not. He's not giving into the fact that he's not the second best player on that team anymore. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I and I think that's a big part of it. Clay is so. I think he's really trying to be his old self again. Um. And and at that point, I think it's to the detriment of Wiggins, who's still playing really well. Yeah. Uh, but with less opportunities. Exactly. So, I, I mean, forty-five percent from three. Yeah, I mean, he's lighting it up. Yeah, he's definitely lighting it up. So, but yeah, I I think that I think Golden State's a team that where if they're if they're there in the end and they're in a playoff spot, I think that's all they're worried about. I don't think they're really too concerned about. I don't think they're too concerned about being in the top four or five. I just think they they just want the opportunity to be in. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think that they're going to be all right. I agree with you 100% there. So let's get into the other team that really doesn't care. What's, if, as long as they make the play in this year, God, <laughs> the Lakers. I mean, they've been definitely been a lot better. Um, yeah. This They started out 2-10, and 10, of course. They've won, I think it's ten out, or 9 out of their last 15 now. Or 14, 9 out of their last 14. And they're 11-15 um, and 15 now. Anthony Davis has been playing like the best player on the planet. Mm-hmm. He seriously has, even though they haven't been winning that much, six out of eight years in the files, they need to create their own motivation, Josh said. I agree oh, with yeah. that. I, I agree, with, agree that. with that. I just yeah. think Clay thinks he's still – he's not accepting the fact that he's lost a step from that injury. And that's tough. I mean, don't get – that's tough for sure. That's yeah. – I mean, we're asking somebody to do something super tough. But it's just if you watch the games, you can tell he's just lost yeah. a step and everything. Yeah, and and yeah, it, that's that's hard to accept for a guy that's been a superstar, right? You know, what I mean, yeah, guys, he's a splash brother, like, like you know, what I mean, yeah, like, like those two, those two ride together, you know, what I mean, so mm-hmm. it's hard that he's been out the last two years, especially um, Curry's getting better as he ages right. in his mid thirties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible what Steph's able to do. Oh yeah, um, with especially with all the games he's played. I mean, that guy's played deep into the playoffs every year he's been in the league almost, and he's still just incredible. He's still His just body's incredible. holding up since that. I mean, he, he still gets injured here and there. Like, he still has a, some ankle problems every once in a while, but they're not they're not ever to the extent how they were early in his career. He always ends up coming back, and it isn't an issue for another two years. It just pops yep. up every once in a while. Last yeah. year he had the Luke wrist injury, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – no, that that's definitely it. But he still continues to just just amazed at how he can how easily he scores the basketball. Like, like yeah. it's just incredible. So uh I do think I do think you're right with that, Josh. I think that uh 
you know, they, they're trying to create their own motivation. But I think part of that, too, is, is being able to find that right fit and that right feel um, and, and making Wiggins the number two and Clay kind of the three or, three or the four. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of where they've got to find it. Cause I mean, clearly Curry is the one. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just finding that fit where, you know, if Clay, if it ain't your night, you got to be able to trust that Wiggins, which, like you said, is shooting 45% from three. Yeah. Um, is able to get it done. So, yeah. The, the thing is, he's still the second leading scorer, even though he's not taking the second. I think he's taking the fourth and most amount of shots on the team, but he's the second leading mm-hmm. scorer, still averaging 20. Yeah. So. Still getting it done, which is crazy because his whole career, his thing was he was an inefficient scorer, and now he's like the most efficient <laughs> dude in the league. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, playing around better t- talent makes you. Better, oh yeah, so, I mean he was. You know. Yeah, he was just in the cold of Minnesota with Cat by, right. by himself <laughs> out there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we can get into the Lakers now because they got the biggest fan base in the world. Um. Yeah. LeBron has looked better this recent stretch they've gone on. He started off the season rough. Like, he was really struggling to shoot the ball. I think his first, like, 12 games, he was shooting 26%, I want to say, or something like that from yeah. three. He was really struggling. But he's definitely gotten it to be- gotten it together a lot more. I mean, I, everybody knows what Anthony Davis has done. I'm going to pull up his stats real quick. I mean, the dude has been on another level from anybody on the planet, really. We saw him – I mean – he played in a game with Giannis and LeBron out there, and he was the best player on the floor. <laughs> Absolutely. And Absolutely. that just shows you why he's so frustrating <laughs> as a player. Oh, that's definitely yeah, That's definitely the most frustrating thing about it because anytime, anytime he wants to, he can be the best player on the floor. It's crazy. As long as he's healthy and doing what he needs to do, he can be the best player on the floor. Did, and he's, it's, here, he's been incredible. Did he's you – did you watch who they played Friday? Did you watch the Sixers game? I did not. I my my kid was playing, so okay, yeah. So the first half of that game, he picked up three fouls on Embiid. He had like four points. He looked like he didn't want to be there. It was like a weird, which is weird because he has not been doing that all this year. Really, he's always been locked in this year. But it was stuff we'd seen in the past. He comes out in the second half, drops thirty, grabs ten boards, gets like three blocks <laughs> in the second half, outplays Embiid. And they, they end up coming up, up short, but they were down 18 with five minutes left and sent to overtime off yeah. of him and Russell Westbrook. But nobody's going to give Russell Westbrook, Westbrook for credit for it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'll say that that's that's probably been one of the best coaching moves of the year. Like, oh, yeah. Like moving him to the bench, getting him to buy which, in shows they like playing for him. Getting yeah, like, you can tell Westbrook respects him if Westbrook did that because. Yep. Yeah, and he responded. Like you said, he responded. I mean, most guys would have packed it in or did whatever, but, I mean, he responded, and uh-huh. he responded well. I'm not saying that he's lighting the world on fire. But, man, good. He's done it. he's done a great job leading that second group. Uh, he's done a great job of, of being part of the first group when they're when it, late in the games, just playing his role and doing his thing. I mean, like moving him to the bench, you wouldn't think that a guy – like Westbrook, who's started his whole career, he's always been a starter and an he's MVP been guy. He's been an MVP, and you tell him he's moving to the bench, and he accepted it. Not only did he accepted it, accept it, he's excelled at it. Yeah. So it's like it, it's kind of crazy to see. Um, 
it's kind of crazy to see that and him do that. And then, you know, they also are getting good play out of guys like Lonnie Walker. I mean, like you said, Lonnie Walker, they're not going to be able to afford him next year. Everybody made fun of that pickup too. Bill Simmons, Ryan Rosillo, all the big guys. I remember listening to podcasts during the summer. They all said that was by far the worst mid-level exception a team used. He's probably been the best mid-level exception anybody got. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's done a great job as far as um, playing his role and, and being able to hit shots and, and shooting mm-hmm. the ball from the field. And, and you know, he's – I mean, he's been – at some nights been their second best player. I mean, so – Yeah, especially when LeBron was out for that mm-hmm. long, little bit of a long stretch. He's on the season 16-2-2, 48% from the field, 39% from three, 87 from the line. They're not really yeah. asking anything of him else besides spot up and score. And attack yep. when you get the ball kicked out to you, attack the rim too. Because yeah. you have Russell Westbrook and you have LeBron James to facilitate. You don't mean him yep. to facilitate. No, just stand there and hit shots, drive when you need to. And um, throw the ball in Anthony Davis when you have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can uh Dennis Schroeder recently came back. He's been a starter for the Lakers. Um he, he he's been he's been Dennis Schroeder. He's had games where he's dropped twenty, he's been had games where he dropped five. He's getting mm-hmm. back to the rhythm of playing basketball again, but I, I I didn't think it was a horrible pickup for them. I think he's definitely better than options they had. I mean, otherwise they'd be out there playing Scotty Pippen Jr. or something. Right. Like, yeah, like, he's not a horrible pickup because Kendrick Nunn. I mean, Kendrick Nunn was a really good player on the Heat. That that's been the biggest disappointment for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they thought they were getting something in Nunn. Um, and truth be told, I think they I thought I think that they thought they'd get more out of Beverly. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Beverly's Dude. been, he has not been good at all. No. And so I, you know, when those podcasts, yeah, this podcast <laughs> is incredible. I, I will say oh, that yeah. this, podcast, this podcast is really good. But um, like basketball wise, I thought, you know, they, I think they thought that they were getting more than mm-hmm. what they've gotten from him. So, um, you know, to see where they are now, um, to see Anthony Davis play the way he is, LeBron's playing better. Um, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is playing well. Uh, Westbrook has accepted his role. Um, you get Schroeder back um, to to replace some of the minutes that Beverly's probably getting um, just because Beverly just has not played really well. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I want to I see how they play up to the All-Star break um, because they've got a good stretch of games here coming and, and, um, and have the opportunity to be able to uh, make up some ground there in the West. Yeah, they got the Celtics tomorrow night, so that's a test for them for sure. That's the best yeah. team in the NBA. They got a big test yeah. tomorrow night. Um, my thing with them, if they have a shot, if they get into the playoffs, I don't think anybody wants to play LeBron and Anthony Davis in the first round of the playoffs if you're a top seed. No. I don't care how bad the roster around them is. I don't think you want to play them. It's just no. that's two of the five to seven best players on the planet. You're not going to want to face them, and that's just – what I think I'm not saying about the later rounds, but just that first round, I don't think a top seed wants because I don't think I don't think they'd get swept. I think they'd put up a fight for sure. Just with those two. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. I mean, and we saw don't forget it. they had the Suns before. beat two years ago before Anthony Davis got hurt. The, the Suns yep. were going to lose in the first round the year they made the finals. Lakers yep. were up two one and winning game uh, winning game four. And then Davis went down and Davis went down. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that I think that that's a team. Um <laughs> I agree with you. I don't think anybody wants to see them first round of the playoffs. 
um, because I do think they're getting better, and I do think that they are are starting to um, starting to play the way Darvin Ham has wanted them to play, which is through Anthony Davis mm-hmm. um, and playing good perimeter defense and being able to shoot the ball on the perimeter more consistently uh, with the guys they have. Oh, we forgot to mention Austin Reeves too. He's been oh incredible. yeah, we didn't, so, yeah. So yeah, so I, I think that I think they're starting to develop that and. and and play better. I mean, they put themselves behind an incredible weight ball because they started off so terrible, but they're getting to the point now where they're starting to to win two out of three or win three out of four. Or put yeah, some, put some winning stretches together to where they can climb back in that playoff run. And like last night, they had lost two in a row going into last night, mm-hmm. and um, the Lakers last season slash beginning of this season losing two in a row, they would have not given any effort yesterday. Been like, oh, mm-hmm. just keep and. You showed they're like, nah, we can we can win some games. So they they buckled up and won a game yesterday. I mean, Anthony Davis drops the most casual thirty four and sixteen or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Against the you know, which you got to win the games that you're supposed to win, right? So yeah, and they've they play, been doing they play that. A down, they play a down Detroit uh, yeah. Pistons team, which we you know it came out today that Kate Cunningham season is already over. So yeah, um, that's, that's rough for them. It, yeah, that it sucks. But you know, you you they play a team in Detroit where you've lost two in a row. You get a chance to beat up on Detroit, and they did so. So that's what you're supposed to do. Um, you want to go out east a little bit now? Talk. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those teams. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about the the Brooklyn Nets have been playing mm-hmm. really well. They're up to sixteen and twelve on the season. Which I mean, if you told them beginning of the year they'd end up sixteen and twelve, they'd take that any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Especially the dumpsters. I'm mean, talking about after. Dumpster. Yeah. I'm talking about after the Kyrie stuff started. Right. <laughs> if you told me, if you told them, maybe not like first game of the season, but if you told them after the Kyrie stuff, yeah. they would have taken that any day of the week. Absolutely. I mean, it it started off as a complete dumpster fire. I mean. I know we took flack on the website and on our Twitter yeah, and on yeah. our social medias because where they were just an absolute train wreck to start the season. I mean, everybody was wondering why Kevin Durant wanted out, and then all this stuff explodes. Yeah. And they're like, and he's like, Look, this is what I'm dealing with. But you know, now I mean now they're you know, they're they're climbing back into it. You got a healthy Kyrie um who is back and, and playing well. Uh Kevin Durant, who's still a top six or seven player in the world who's playing incredible Nick Claxton, who actually, I think Nick Claxton has been out the last couple games. I think he's battling injury, but he, he had been playing really well for them. You got TJ um, Warren so. just got back for the first time. And I think he missed like two years. Yeah. TJ Warren's been Since out the for bubble. Yeah. Well, the bubble remember bubble. TJ yeah. Warren was oh, yeah. incredible. I think first he was playing for my Pacers and we were like, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get this thing done. And, and <laughs> We got bubble TJ Warren, baby. And, and, you know, he's <laughs> now he's on now the bat minimum two years later. Right. <laughs> right. And he's been out two years. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that their their roster is starting to just kind of um, kind of go get into place. You know, I, I think, like you said, when you have stars on your team and you can say what you want about Kyrie or whatever, but the guy's a, he's a he's a star basketball player. You have Kevin Durant, who's a phenomenal basketball player. You get a guy like Joe Harris back into your rotation. Um, ben Simmons actually was playing really well until he got hurt, um, but he actually was starting to look like some some semblance of what he used to be, where he was putting in you know together ten point nine rebound, eight assist games. Where that's where yeah. that's where he is, and he plays good perimeter defense. So he was there until he got hurt. But they're getting also contributions from. 
my boy Tim Daniels guy Edmund Sumner who's giving them good contributions um they they get Seth Curry back off of injury so he's he's back there shooting the ball well so there's there's a lot of different components to this Nets team that now all of a sudden yeah are starting to form and they're starting to play good basketball and they're getting a lot of their pieces back um after the dumpster fire that everything was before it's funny how much better their roster actually has gotten since last season. Last mm-hmm. season they had Kessler Edwards starting. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing yeah. he's, he's played in 12 games and averaging 5 minutes a game. Yep. And that's yeah, that's cuz last year that that kid started at uh, small forward a good chunk of his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah, so. Sumner's been a great pickup. Super efficient scoring the ball, been great. Uh Watanabe, he's been a shooter for him. He's really yep. played well as well. Um, Royce O'Neal was a really underrated, really good pickup. He's given him 36 minutes a night. He's just one of the best, like three and D hard nosed mm-hmm. players in the NBA. And he's been a really good pickup for them. They didn't really have that last year at all. No. And that's where they struggled, right? Playing. Yeah. Getting they out weren't physical. Defense. They were not, weren't physical. They didn't play very good defense on the perimeter. Scoring um, was not an issue. <laughs> yeah. Score. Scoring was definitely not an issue. Playing perimeter defense was you pick up a guy like Royce O'Neal. Uh, like I said, Nick's, Nick Claxton is also a very good defender uh, when he's healthy. So you have those guys, and then if Ben Simmons is healthy, he's one of the best perimeter defenders as well. So yeah, um, I think once they once they get some of those guys back, I mean they're playing well now, and they've moved themselves up uh, in the East. But um, once they get those guys back, it'll be interesting to see how how well that you know yep. continues to go for them. So and I uh, I like Claxton a lot. I really yeah. like him as a as a rim protecting center and everything, a rim roller. Mm-hmm. I really like Claxton. I think he's a good fit with that offense. They don't really need a floor spacing big man, so that works for them. No, yeah, and he's. I mean, he's done a good job protecting the rim, and he's done a good job of, uh, like you said, rolling to the rim and getting to the basket and create, creating problems. So uh, he's been a he's been a, a welcome. Uh, he was he was there last year, not in a, as a big of role. But he, uh, he's definitely playing a, a bigger role now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that pickup. Jacques- I was uh, going to comment, Jacques-, Jacques Vaughn been a difference? I'd say so. I I think so. Yeah, I'd um, say so. They definitely like playing for him a lot more than Steve Nash. I don't know what it was in, <laughs> in Brooklyn. You, you know, you'd think those guys, the way they are, you know, they'd respect playing for a guy who's been at their level. But they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you see that a lot, man. Like, like yeah. You see guys that are stars be head coaches, mm-hmm. and, and they struggle because they want because they want everybody to do the things that they did. Mm-hmm. So when you have somebody like a Steve Nash who's been an MVP, um, he you know he's played in big time games, um, you know, and I think those guys have a certain level of expectation uh, for those guys, and, and they don't understand that there's a difference between their game and and, uh, their current players game. So I think they struggle with that. Jacques Vaughn was a good player. I mean, at Kansas, he was incredible, but he was a so-so. He was a so-so. NBA guy. Same same thing like Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham's been a, was a role player in the NBA. Role player, play their role, did what they were supposed to do. (laughs) Um, And I think the guys, I I think Jacques Vaughn is, is more relatable um and i he, he seems like more of a player's coach than uh hmm. than what uh steve nash was. was 
Yeah. Um, other team, we got the Celtics. They've been by far the best team in the NBA this league. I mean, Jason Tatum, in my opinion, I don't think it's close right now who the MVP would be. I think it's Tatum, and it's uh, yeah. Tatum to lose right now. Because the thing is, um, they have the best record in the NBA. <clears throat> but the shocking thing is Tatum's putting up Giannis, Doncic stats, which was the step that, like, I don't think anybody was expecting 30-plus from Tatum this year. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I think that um... – I think that that he is he is. I didn't think it was possible for him to take the next step, but I mean he's yeah he's gone up another level, um, and I think Jalen Brown has as well. I, I think, think yeah, I think Brown's made it. I think Brown's entering the top ten player chat right now. Like, yeah, he's I would agree. Great. I think both of those guys have, have actually taken another step, and and uh, their failure of the finals has mm-hmm. kind of motivated them to be better. Um, I I think that they've done a, a great job of of not only just getting themselves better but making that as far as team success now uh our boy tim daniel i know he never believes in boston uh, because <laughs> he doesn't he says they don't play defense but they've been know, the best I, defensive I, team in the nba <laughs> and i think i was going to say they right now they they're uh plus minus is plus 7 and 7.9 so that they have a difference of eight eight points a game. So I mean they they've uh I think they've they've played well defensively, well yeah. enough, and they score the ball well enough to be able to play the defense that they have. I, I agree with you there. Um the pickup of Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon has been a solid pickup for them, of course. Averaging mm-hmm. fourteen points a game for him. Marcus Smart doing what Marcus Smart always does. He's become a much better facilitator as his career's gone on. He's up to eight assists a game. Um mm-hmm. Really improved in that aspect of his game. He's always going to give you really good defense. He's always going to, you know, knock down some shots from time to time. He, he's streaky shooting the ball. He's real streaky. Yeah, he is. He's but real streaky shooting. He's the consistent ball. with the effort. Yeah, he's always going to be given effort. Yeah, and I and I think the best thing about this the Celtics team is that their best defender Robert Williams hasn't even played. Nope. So <laughs> once they get him back, I mean, you know, it gives them more depth and and a and a guy that is is probably top five in defensive player of the year stats usually. So um, I think once to they pick, get him back as well, he's going to If you had to pick right. Milwaukee or Boston right now, who would you take if they had to play in the playoffs right now? Ooh, um, right now, I would – right now, I would take – God, it's hard to bet against Giannis. Man. Yeah, that's I, what I'm – I don't know. I, it's I like, it's like LeBron and LeBron yeah, when he was in the East. Like, I don't – I don't want to bet against Giannis, but like he has proved his teams aren't dominant in the playoffs. I don't want to like sound bad saying that, but like it's not like Giannis goes through and runs through the East every year. He's only made the finals once. I mean, he's by far and away the best player in the NBA, by far most consistent NBA player in the league. Um, But it's just, I I don't know. It's hard to bet against Giannis. I don't know why it's so hard because it's not like his team makes the. I'm with you. Like, I don't. My head's telling me don't bet against Giannis. Yes, <laughs> like yeah. my head's telling me don't bet against Giannis. But if you look at the rosters up and down, like I, I yeah. like Boston's roster better. I just like Drew um, Holiday a lot too. I like, I Drew, like Holiday. Drew Holiday. I like Chris Middleton. Yeah, too. I do too. I, mean, I, I like their whole roster. Like honestly, I like yeah. their whole roster. They're just a bunch of, um, just a bunch of like three and D guys that fit their yep. roster. It's just a nice mold. Bobby Portis, he's a he was a great pick for them. One. 
Yeah. And he's he's become Tim's a team wasn't guy. using never, him. Yeah, they'll never get rid of they'll never get rid of Bobby Portis. He's a Milwaukee oh. guy through and through now, man. They love him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some about these Bulls guys go to other teams and they end up developing. I don't know what's marketing. I mean, what is that all about? Marketing. <laughs> yeah, God, these guys they have they got treasures, but they don't use them. <laughs> yeah, the Chicago, there's a hey, lot Chicago of guys. Window Carter. Away. Yep. Window Carter's been really good. I mean, there's a lot of guys that like were on the Bulls. They aren't really developing. The Bulls shipped them off like two years in. Didn't really let them get more of a chance. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's funny how funny how the Bulls do that. They ship guys away, and then all of a sudden, like they just become superstars. Trashing the Bulls right now. I got a Bulls shirt on. I know. <laughs> um, and, the, and our Bulls guys aren't on here, so yeah. I, I got a, I got a lot of I got a lot of teams like a shirt from a team though. It doesn't mean I like the team. I just got a lot of a lot of different like team shirts and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. um, let's talk about a little bit about your team though, because they've been one of the surprises in the whole NBA this year. I mean. A lot of people thought they were in the Wimbenyama sweepstakes at the beginning of the year, and they're yeah. not. <laughs> they're no. they're not at all. They're fourteen no. and thirteen, um, looking like they can definitely if they can hold this up, they'll be a playoff team. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton's one of my favorite players in the NBA. He's man, awesome. He's, he's incredible, man. He's that guy is the engine that gets everything going, and he's he's played incredible. Uh, but I got to talk about our our two rookies, uh, Nimhard and and Matherin, dude. Those two, those two have been incredible. I mean, were Matherin's you our second league second league score? Were you on the league. the draft show this year? I was. I you was. were. We yeah. I couldn't remember if you were on there. I mm-hmm. took Benedict Matherin in like the like the mock draft. I took him fourth, and I got like everybody was like, oh, Ivy, Ivy. Who was right? Who's yeah, who's you were, you I were mean, definitely I might right. You... The long term, but right now, <laughs> I said, I said, I said personally, I think he's one of my three favorite prospects in the draft. I said that, but obviously, you could get other guys at those top spots. But look, look how he's performing. They were telling me, they were telling me he should go like seventh and stuff. And it was like I drafted him, and like the it went silent in the chat, like or in the call. You're like what? <laughs> it went silent in there. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, I like him. I was, I was like, I'm gonna take who I who I would take if I was their GM. And look, yeah, he, he's been yeah. a lot better than Jaden Ivy so far. I mean, maybe not yeah, in the long I mean, term. You don't know yet, but right now I'll he say looks this. a lot better. I mean, he's right now. I mean, he's the rookie of the year. I mean, oh uh, yeah, I like Ben. I like Ben. Carroll. He hasn't played enough if it ended today. In yeah. my opinion. So I think Matherin. You know, he's he's been incredible. off the bench too. All yeah. of this off the bench started one yep. game all season. Started one game, man. So. You know, but I, I like our roster. Our roster fits Rick Carlisle better. Uh, young athletic wings, guys that can play defense. Um, you know, those those are what that's what um, he was looking for. And and Miles Turner. I mean, Miles Turner has been incredible this year. Probably defensive player of the year so far. I mean, he's he's been like him or out. Davis. Yeah, him or Davis, either one. But and they might play but together. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> Did do you want but, them to make that trade or do you want them to stay like afloat how they are? Um, dude, it's hard to say. I, I like are those two it, picks even gonna be that good, honestly? I mean they could right, be. exactly. I, I but you I, don't know. I think that yeah, I think that you have to stay where you are. You gotta stand proud. I mean, you've got a chance to make it a playoffs when nobody thought you were gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. So. If you start falling off, yeah. Right. If you're at the trade deadline, you're ten games under five hundred, sure. Yep. Yeah. But right now, I mean, especially when you have such a young core. And you're playing like this, 
what's what's the point? Because like right. Halberton, Matherin, they're not going anywhere. No. Why wouldn't you want to get them some playoff experience right now? Yeah. Because those guys aren't going anywhere. Oh yeah, they're they're locked in. So it's not like Buddy Heald and Miles Turner are gonna get you like <laughs> they're not, they're right. not gonna no, bring no, no. back yeah, like exactly. like these picks are a long time in the future. They're five and yep. seven years in the future. I was so, gonna I mean, say yeah, it's like the what is they're like drafting a, they're drafting like a ten year old right now a in the twenty twenty seven twenty twenty eight draft. That's something crazy. Yeah, so. it's like these guys are like twelve. So yeah. <laughs> right now, whoever they're gonna draft, on them. they're ready. Yeah, so I don't. I don't really think the Lakers should make. I don't think the Lakers would honestly want to do it right now either because Westbrook's playing well. So yeah, I, don't know. I, I think they're happy with what they have. I think everybody's kind of standing pat right now because yeah. Westbrook's kind of turned it around a little bit, and mm-hmm. Miles Turner has played really well. So yeah, if I'm the Lakers, I would just honestly ship off. I would try and just get somebody who's making a little amount of money so you don't have to match the salaries and just get somebody who can help, like a good role player guy who can help who's on a bad team right now. I don't know off the top of my head, but just somebody like that is more so who I would go for rather than yep. giving up those two picks in Westbrook. No, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, We could talk a little – I, I got to get out of here soon, but we can go over one more team I wanted to touch on if you're mm-hmm. cool with that. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to get, talk about uh, a little bit about Tim's team, the Bulls. <laughs> you okay. guys have probably talked about this a lot, but do you think they should <laughs> blow it up? Um, I, I think they should. I, I mean, I honestly, I don't follow the Bulls as much, of course, as the other three. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> he's the only non-Bulls fan on I'm the four-person podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, if I'm looking at it, like, if I, if you're looking at it, um, you've got you have some pieces that could help other teams and you could get some quality draft picks for the people that you have. Mm-hmm. And you can go ahead and make those moves now. Yep. Um, and and you, uh, I don't follow as much college basketball as, as you all do, but mm-hmm. my understanding is that these next couple of drafts should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And you can get some good players and draft picks for the guys that you have now. Why not do that now and and let it, you know, let that stuff kind of regroup and revamp? Like, I think you're, I think you're, I think they're locked in with Levine for a while, which um, kind of I mean, sucks because he's been a disappointment. Sucks. Yeah, because he's played really bad. Bad. Um, <laughs> but you've got some other pieces like, like a DeRozan. Like Vucevic, you know, you've got some other pieces there that you could. Caruso's struggling this year. Yeah, Caruso hasn't been great. Um, you got brought in Gorgon Dragic, which you know. This roster, looking at this roster, this roster's bad, worse yeah. than I thought. I don't watch yeah, a lot of Bulls either. This, I mean, yeah, it's, outside it's of Levine and DeRozan and Vucevic, you got, I mean, Patrick Williams. He hasn't really developed in anything that people no. were expecting. Kobe you got, White's been not good. You got Goran Dragic, who has gray grayer hair than most right. six year olds. <laughs> um, Kobe White hasn't been good. Drummond hasn't been good. Derek yeah. Jones Jr. is doing like what you expect. You don't really expect him to be great. Um, and Caruso's been rough offensively. He's always going to give you good defense. Uh, Desumnu yeah. is the only bright spot I'd say of this right. of this team. So, like, but that's a well, guy obviously Demar Derozan, but. Yeah, but I mean, of these young guys, he's going to. But the rest of those guys, I mean, if you 
if you're going to do it, you might as well just pull the Band-Aid off and do it and go get you some draft picks out of these next couple drafts and and rebuild on what you have. It just sucks because they've been rebuilding since Jimmy Butler left. Oh, yeah. They've been I mean, rebuilding they, they since had then. Chance. I mean, they had their chance. I mean, you, they had, you know, DeRozan's always playing well. Um, Levine was disappointing. Levine was incredible Bad. last year. Yeah. But for some reason this year, like, he's just not been good. No. I don't know what happened to him. And, like, having a 33-year-old DeRozan carry your team. Right. (laughs) You're having a 33-year-old who doesn't shoot threes and always shoots mid-range jumpers carrying your team. He's a god at it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's incredible. And I like watching him because I like mid-range jumpers. I think it's a great shot. (laughs) Right. But uh, It's it's a lost art. Yeah, exactly. Um. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, unless you got anything to touch on, I got to get out of here. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you hopping on tonight, man. No problem. I like, uh, I'd i much rather talk NBA than college hoops anytime. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. <laughs> this was fun. Hey, yeah, anytime yeah, you guys absolutely. need somebody, because, of course, Tim won't be on for a while. Any, anytime yeah. you need somebody, I'll come on. As long as I don't have anything, I'll come on for sure. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome, man. That would be awesome. And also, I, I want to give you guys a shout-out, man, Your y'all's coverage of the Crosstown Shootout. And all of y'all's, all of y'all's college yeah. coverage, dude, it's been incredible. I mean, especially, you know, shout out uh, Miss Kentucky 24 and and uh, and shout out Luster and shout out you guys, man. Y'all's coverage has been incredible. The pictures, the recaps, everything you guys have done has been just, it's been, it's been awesome. Appreciate it. And that game was insane. <laughs> it was insane. I didn't, and I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was, I was down at my son's game. And didn't get a chance to watch it. And Tim's sending out these tweets. Now I'm watching. I'm like, oh man, Xavier's blowing them out. And then second half kicks in. And it's like, oh man, they're, it's only Tim. Well, it was it was hard not to want UC to pull that out when it was going like that. It was like, yeah, because I, like, I really don't care. Like I really don't have a bias towards either team. I'm a Kentucky. Yeah, me player. either. Yeah, I don't yeah. really. I'm I'm kind of in the air either way. And uh, like I just kind of wanted it to be a overtime game. Is really what I wanted. I just wanted yeah. UC to pull it out and get to overtime. And real quick on that, you don't call that foul. They called a last-second foul driving to the rim. Like, the number one thing they teach you when you're younger, you shoot a jump shot on the last play of the game because you're not going to get the call. I, I don't call. never get the call. You know how many games I've drove to the rim and got hacked and they don't call it at the end of the yep. game? They don't call it. And yep, they call it there, and that was a bad end of the game. But, uh, uh, yeah, this was really fun. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem.